Christmas songs, but none of them that on the station that they was playing from gave any glory to God. And it's just that I, I believe that's what we're um, here in the states and other continents that, that recognize that they are uh, celebrating something of a great significance. And so, you know, I'm just just thank God for today. And, you know, thank God for each of you that have joined in. Thank God for you today. You're listening to uh, Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages, uh, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, uh, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Today is December 21st, 2021. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. 
Our Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m. Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m. And on Thursdays, Thursdays, we, we like to crack open the book of Acts. Well, you know, maybe that's not the right. But you understand what I'm saying. Open the book of Acts and see what's going on. But understand something. Acts of the Holy Ghost have been going on since the beginning of time. And so we certainly recognize God and his goodness and what he is doing. Listen, we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are uh, bold. You know, people are bold in a lot of areas. Are you bold for Christ? We are the church. That's why we're so bold. You know, and so we believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. And God will show up and tell you exactly what needs to be done. You, you know, a personal testimony. I was dealing with an issue at, at work. I was attacked uh, verbally. And so I didn't really know how to deal with it. And I told uh, my, uh, the one I report to, the CEO, that I'm not going to answer that um, particular attack that came in form of email. So I went on about my business and thanking God and, you know, and just, and I was consecrated unto the Lord. And early that morning, I had a, a words begin to develop in my mind. And I knew it was not my words. It was words that God was giving me. And so when I got up, I began to type those words out. And when I did that, and without addressing that particular email, I sent it to the entire management team. And the CEO came back and said, that was great. That was really great. And then called me on the phone to tell me and that it was a great point. It was well written. And I knew that was God. That was a, a, a message. So God knows how to help you face opposition. You just have to be open to hearing what he is saying. And, and so, uh, you know, uh, certainly we believe in fasting, consecrating unto God. You should have your whole house consecrating unto him. You know, don't you fast by yourself and you ask your husband to fast with you. Ask your wife to fast with you. Teach the children about fasting and seeking God. You know, when Jonah went uh, down to Nineveh, uh, the king who did not believe the Lord was ready to pass judgment upon them, but because they heard the word of God and they consecrated, they fasted, they even had the animals fasting. They didn't give no water, no food, nothing to the animals that, that God might be merciful and God showed mercy. So there's something about consecrating unto the Lord and seeking him with your whole heart. It's not enough just to not eat. But you gotta put some some your mind toward God and the reason that you're doing it, not for a, a car. I'm on a car. Oh, no, the Bible said, "Why hope for those things that your eyes see? If you see it, there's a way to get it." And I, I believe, and I'm going to touch on this not tonight, but how uh, God has set things up for us to prosper. Mm -hmm. And everyone don't don't want the same thing. And so uh, the Bible said uh, godliness with contentment is great gain, meaning that you are content 
Not that you're being made to be content. You're just content with what and who and what God has blessed you with. I want to read from uh, the book of Matthews, and then we're going into we're going into the book of Daniel. Or, and so, uh, before we read, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for your goodness, your grace. Thank you for your word, your love, and your mercy today, Lord God, and how you have blessed us to see this day, giving us the activity of our land, giving us favor with men, Lord God, and even the pain that we may have felt. Thank you for allowing us, Lord Jesus, to bring about awareness that something was, was not right, something was incorrect, something needed to be adjusted. Lord God, we thank and praise you, Lord. Ask that you would remember, Lord God, the bereaved family and those that have suffered, lost those that are sick. Lord Jesus, not just here, but abroad. Lord God, and remember, Lord God, the Lopez family, the Philippines, Lord God, and the request that is being made on their behalf, Lord God, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord God, for your grace and mercy. Lord Jesus, we ask that you would bless us to walk in obedience to your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Hold on just a moment. Bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. You are worthy of all praise. Hallelujah. All right. And that still didn't solve the problem. All right. Well, <laughs> Well, anyway, listen, the Bible says in the book of Matthew 1, 18, we get at the 18 verse, now the, the birth of Jesus was on this wise. When asked his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child as of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her uh, husband being a just man and not willing to make her a public example was mindful to put her away private but while he thought on these things behold the angel of the lord appeared unto him in a dream saying joseph thou son of david fear not to take unto thee mary thy wife for that which is conceived in her is of the holy ghost and she shall bring, the Holy Ghost was active before the book of Acts. So listen, um, conceived in her of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted, God with us. Jesus, you're going to call his name Jesus. Joseph, Joseph is receiving instructions. You're going to call his name Jesus. And he's going to do something. He's going to save his people from their sins. My question to you, shouldn't we be celebrating salvation that Jesus has brought? Or should we be looking at a nativity scene of an infant that has not done anything? It is just a pretty, or some have made it pretty pictures, others uh, have not, but it's just, it's a question. It's a question. Shouldn't we be 
remembering, not just on Easter, but the whole purpose of the birth. Because um, that's what we're reading about right now. It's the birth of Jesus Christ. And what he shall do. He shall save his people from their sin. So we should be celebrating the birth of salvation, the reconciliation of mankind unto God. That was the purpose of it. Well, we're going on into the book of Daniel. And tonight I want to talk about humble pie. You need to have a slice of humble pie. It's a simple act that makes a big difference. You know, uh, one of the lines in Batman, if you if you watch that movie, um, uh, I believe it's Jack Nicholson, say this place uh, needs an enema. You know, some foods are that you need to eat to flush out the products, the waste products that after of what your body is not using as nourishment need to come. A humble pie, humble pie, does the spirit good. Humble pie is not a seasonal dessert. You know, during this holiday season, you hear a lot about certain desserts, pumpkin pie, potato pie, minced meat, a variety of cakes and cookies, you know, uh, uh, but this pie is something uh, that is served year-round. Yeah, you, you can have some humble pie uh, year-round, and it's going to do you well. It's going to be good for you. And there is nothing wrong with eating a slice of humble pie. Humble pie is a figurative serving of humility, usually in the form of a forced submission. Sometimes you kind of forced in the situation to, to, to give vent that, you know, yeah, you're right in what you're saying. And so, um, and so humble pie is uh, figurative, uh, serving uh, the form that is submission, apology, or a retraction. It means to admit that one is wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, one is wrong or accept something of truth that was being uh, rejected. You know, sometimes we don't like uh, paying attention to the truth, and so uh, we'll try to reject it. Mm -hmm. We'll try to reject it. But when we humble ourselves, we can't help but receive it. James 4.10 says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Humility is a way up. Uh, God is humility. Humility is the elevator to get you where you need to go. You've got to be humble. Uh, so humility, uh, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Uh, and so uh, listening, the, the more you love doing, being humble, humbling yourself, uh, it's a vertical, it has a vertical impact. Uh, and it's greater than doing it, um, that vertical impact. Uh, you have to love it. You have to love walking in humility instead of doing it out of resentment. There are those that do things out of resentment. They don't want to do it, but I'm doing it because I, I have to, but I really don't want to. Uh, there was a story about a little boy who got, did something and his parent or uh, told him to go and to uh, sit down 
And so the little boy went, <laughs> went into the corner to sit down. But he made the statement and said, I'm still standing up. So he was not, some of us, instead of humbling ourselves, we're still on the inside. There are some resentment, so we're still standing up. Uh, Micah 6 and 8 says, He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doeth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. We believe in God. We say that we love him. We, you know, then that means we're going to be merciful to everyone. And we're going to walk humbly uh, before him. We're going to yield ourselves unto God. And we're going to show him grace and show others grace and mercy. Humility is a daily character of the practicing believer. Those that say, I believe. Uh, then they're going to walk in humility. Now, when we walk in humility, when we eat humble pie, it places you in, uh, in a powerful standing. Ezekiel 14 and 14 says, though these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job were uh, in it, they should deliver but their own soul if they were in any type of adversity uh, because of their humility. Because of the standing that they had with God, uh, they would deliver their own soul. How about you this evening? Uh, and so Shadrach, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, among many others, saved their own soul because of humility. Uh, people don't want to humble themselves. We got a lot of excuses. But excuses are just like those things that uh, everyone has. It's, you know, everyone has it, uh, but you don't have to use it. Uh, everyone can come up with an excuse of why they do something, why they say something, why they act the way they act. It doesn't justify anything. The only thing that God is looking for is some humility. Uh, you need to eat some humble pie. The Bible tells us in Daniel, the fifth chapter, beginning at the 13th verse, it says, for as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding, interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving doubt were found in the same Daniel. There was something about Daniel that he was able, he had a certain ability that was given from God, whom the king named Belshazzar uh, now let Daniel be called. He called for Daniel. And something for all of us to strive for is a spirit of excellence. Uh-huh. It's not too late to walk in a spirit of excellence, to be considerate of our ways, what we do, define if the decision that we're about to make is the best decision, or why are we doing it? Are we acting out of emotion? You know, there's something about emotion that, that's not logical. Emotion have you saying things that you shouldn't be saying, doing things that you shouldn't be doing, acting out in a way that you shouldn't be acting. So it's not logical. But when you think about the logic, when you do things the right way, we use logic when we, uh, you know, when we stop at a, a sign, we use logic every day. And we should use logic when we are conducting business. The Bible said be men in business, uh, women be women in business, you know, uh, be knowledgeable. The Bible said that and he had knowledge and had understanding. 
You might have knowledge, but do you have an understanding? Are you able to connect the dots? Daniel and those that was with him that had consecrated from the very start were able to connect the dots. And they were in tune with, uh, with the voice of God so that they could hear and receive what was being said. Now, what, what a great testimony of when others can testify about you. You know, what are they saying about you? You know, the God of heaven and the earth provided Daniel with the interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubt. It, it means something when you're talking to someone, uh, maybe you're in a business meeting and God gives you knowledge, gives you a word of wisdom that no one else knows. It's of God, remember? So no one else is going to have it except God give it to them. And and it wows the executive board. It wows those that you're with. Even if it, those that are, are marriage counseling, those that are counseling in other forms, mental health, as they call it. It means something when discernment, when the knowledge of God kicks in and gives you something, gives you what is needed for that individual that is then life-changing if they receive it. It is because of his stand, the dedication he had, not in the words uh, uh, of the, but the lifestyle. It's not just words, but it is a lifestyle. Uh, the words don't mean anything. I, I've watched people, and, and some of you have seen the same thing. People uh, give brazen testimonies and, you know, and, and uh, dance all over the place and speaking to a lot and everybody you can't talk over them you know at least you, you're trying to be nice to but they can't be obedient the spirit of obedience does not reside humility is what goes before the spirit of obedience I do not believe that these men Daniel or any of those his companions wavered in action, regardless of how uh, they may have felt. Remember, they were in captivity. They were dealing with situations. They were dealing with and, and doing their best to avoid what could have been a different outcome. Now, remember, the Chaldeans took them in captivity. The Chaldeans tutored them, took the best, the cream of the crop, and those that was not the cream of the crop was going to wind up back working someplace else. So that would have been a concern. At least it would have been my concern. I, I'm, I don't know about you, but it would have been a concern that I wanted to uh, be good at what I'm doing. And they realized that in order to do that, uh, that they needed God's help. They're in an adverse situation, someplace that they have never been before, and they have a requirement. And that requirement is a do or, do or you know, we call it do or die. Either you do this or you don't. You're not going to stand before the king um, uh, talking any kind of way, bad grammar. You're not going to stand before the king uh, with a bunch of fluff pretending that you know and you really don't know. And we see that throughout the, throughout the first few chapters of Daniel, that when he called the soothsayers, the magicians, the, uh, uh, the Chaldeans and all of them before him to get an interpretation of something he didn't understand, he told them, I'm not going to allow you to, um, to buy the time and then wait for it to leave my 
my conscious awareness and then you come and just and feed me something that you just want to feed me some fluff and stuff you know and get over on me no i need to understand what is going on and so god had given daniel the uh the interpretation of dreams and so because he understood and knew these things by the spirit of god then and god didn't just see so god didn't just and, and uh give him something to use for it to be set on now those of you that that have gifts that have been given of god that's not meant for you to set on them i asked someone i asked the church i said listen what gift do you have someone said i think i have the gift of discernment but where is it being used at why is it and it really the gift always starts with us it doesn't start with you interpreting uh or, or anything for someone else. That gives work works with you and on you too. What is your gift? And is it being used? Daniel was not just given a gift for him to have it. Because if we read through the scripture, we see that God is constantly showing them dreams and giving interpretations through Daniel. The 13th verse says, Then was Daniel brought in before the king, and the king spake and said unto Daniel, Art thou that Daniel, which are of the children of the captivity of Judah, whom the king my father brought out of Jewry? I have even heard of thee, that the spirit of, of the gods is in thee. Now remember, they, they, were, uh, they, they believed in multiple gods, not uh, the children of Israel only. They were monotheistic. They believed in one God, a sovereign God. Uh, whereas the uh, Chaldeans, the, the people of Babylon, believed in multiple gods. And God, the sovereign God, dealt with them regarding that. And that light and understanding and excellence is found in me. And now the wise men, the astrologers, have been brought in before me that they should read this right. Now remember, they were, they were getting lit. They, they were having a good time. And they felt that the uh, spoils of the children of, of Jerusalem and Judah and from the temple, that they could just go and grab the, the, the chalice and, and the different things and drink out of that stuff, you know, and made a mockery of what God had consecrated. Don't you make a mockery of what God has consecrated. It, it will come at a price. And, and so they did that. And uh, they saw, and he saw a hand, a hand, a hand, a finger writing on the wall, and as it wrote, uh, this man began, his knees began to buckle, they began to shake, they began to smoke together. Uh, you know, he, he lost his high. He, <laughs> getting lit was no longer the objective. He needed to know and understand what was going on and what he was seeing. It was not, he knew that he was just not hallucinating uh, at that moment, you know. Uh, people have hallucinated on a lot of things, magic mushrooms, you know, coyote, whatever you want to call it, you know, uh, uh, people paranoid because they didn't get so high and got hold to some sticky icky and, uh, you know, and, and now they all messed up for the moment or uh, they got a blast or something, you know, or some angels, some angels, some dust and stuff like that. This was sobering. It took his high. It took, it brought him down and brought him back to a certain place of reality and he's now crying out for help and so the astrologers and none of them could could make interpretation or anything so daniel has been summoned by the king and the king expects answers when you receive a summons you're expected to answer 
when you get that phone call on the job or from someone superior or, or maybe someone that's not superior, they're looking for an answer. They're not looking for excuses. Now, Daniel's reputation exceeded him. How about your reputation? Does it exceed you this evening? And if it does, what's being said? Does it be saying that you're faithful and true unto God? Or does it say that you are wishy-washy, sometime in, sometime out? My interpretation of that is that you're out, you're not in. Uh, God is not a toy that we're sometime up, sometime down. He's not sometime up and down with us. When the natural man falls, there is another source. Mm -hmm. When we've done all the studying, if we've done everything we can do and we, we make proper application, you know, I want to say proper application to the word of God. And I, I say that in a natural sense because the Bible tells us to study to show ourselves approved. You know, one of the things about being about a believer is that you become studious, not just in theology, but you should be studious in your natural as well. You should be working to show yourself uh, diligent in business and other areas as well, because that is what the word of God tells us. Mm -hmm. So uh, Isaiah 11 says, and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And he shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after his sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. When you're in touch with God, when you're seeking the Lord, when you're doing his, God will give you, you, the spirit of God will show up and give you what is needed. He will. He will show up and give you what to say or what not to say, what to do or what not to do. This, there was, uh, there's a testimony. Uh, a pastor was, was in his office and a man walked in and pulled a gun on him. And uh, the man was, you know, threatening his life. And certainly people sometimes, uh, they may be in the middle of an act and they're, they're just as afraid of what they're doing uh, even in that act, but yet they're trying to carry it out. And the, the pastor said, well, if you're going to point that gun at me, if you're going to shoot me, if you're going to take my life, at least can we pray first? And, and he began to pray. And that man became terrified and ran out the, out the building. So uh, God will give you what to do and how to do it at the right time. But know that it has to be God. And so therefore, it has to be a continual relationship with God to know how to act, when to act, to know and how to be led of God. The Bible tells us in the 14th chapter of John, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego nurtured a relationship with God. They nurtured that. Are you nurturing a relationship with your Lord and Savior? You know, uh, as I was talking with someone today and they were saying that, um, that their children, their sons were getting in trouble at school because someone did not believe in 
uh, Santa and a little girl was telling them that there is no Santa Claus. And the statement that this individual made was that you have to give the children something to believe in. Well, why aren't you teaching them what it's really about? Yes, there was a man named St. Nicholas and there is history behind that. But we also know that we're talking about salvation, or at least that's what we should be. Now, this same individual took their children out of church because the, the pastor mentioned something about Harry Potter and a disagreement that he had with dealing with teaching about witchcraft and different things. Look, <laughs> either you believe the word of God. Now, people, listen, we're in the book of Revelation on Sunday, and I know people are having a problem and struggling with understanding uh, that this word of God is, is that we're, we're not at the end of the Bible. Uh, we're, we had that the uh, eschatology has not occurred the end of all things have not occurred yet but we're approaching it and people are having a struggle with the fact that that is the word of God and it was have been proclaimed since the beginning the prophets have been proclaiming this since the beginning and so here we are traveling through time and we're every day taking a step closer to eternity but at the same time we walk People walk in a, a state of denial that I don't have to actually accept the word of God for what God is saying. Well, Daniel and those that was what they did and they nurtured a relationship with God. The 16th verse says, and I heard of thee, mm -hmm. Daniel, I heard of you, that thou can make its interpretation and dissolve doubt. What, a, what I'm telling you, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I, you know, <laughs> you can dissolve doubt. And, and the king had a lot of doubts. As, because there were those that came and, and lied to him. There was those that had failed, not only him, but the king before him. And telling him things that was just not true. Well, there are, there are those that are not completely telling the truth in everything. And so it doesn't dissolve doubt. God said, know the truth, and the truth will set you free. What will the truth do? Set you free. It will dissolve bondage. It will dissolve the doubt. Mighty God. I've heard of thee, that thou canst make interpretation and dissolve doubt. Now, if thou canst read the writing, there's something on the wall here, and make known unto me the interpretation thereof, thou shalt be clothed with scarlet, and have a chain of gold, uh, about thy neck, and thou shalt be the third ruler of the kingdom. Then Daniel answered and said before the king, let thy gifts be to thyself, and give thy reward to another. I, I don't want that. Uh, you know, we, we used to sing a song, silver and gold, uh, silver and gold, you know, you, and you can have all of that, you know, but I'll take Jesus. And some have gone after the silver and gold and, and left Jesus, but listen, Daniel realize that there's something greater you need to realize there's something greater and, and so Daniel said you can keep the, the gifts to thyself and the reward you could give to someone else and, and I will read the writing unto the king and make known unto him the interpretation O thou king the most high God giveth Nebuchadnezzar thy father a kingdom and majesty and glory and honor your dad had it going on your, God gave your dad a kingdom, gave him majesty, 
as you read, and, and I hope you're reading the book of Jeremiah, as you, you see that God is constantly in the book of Jeremiah telling the prophets and Jeremiah is telling them that God has given the land, the beasts, the animals, the kingdoms, and other uh, dominions that are, exist into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar. And for the majesty that he gave him, all the people, nation, language, trembled and feared before him, whom he would slew and whom he would keep alive, and whom he would set up, and whom he would put down. Nebuchadnezzar was a powerful man. But when his heart, when his heart, when his heart, when his heart, Nebuchadnezzar's heart was lifted up, uh, the Bible tells us that knowledge puffs up. The knowledge, money puffs up. You know, you get a little something, stack a little cheese, and next thing you know, can't nobody tell you nothing. You're feeling like you're better than, than someone else. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you should, uh, you, need to, you need to eat some humble pie. Uh, I've never met anyone, and neither have you, and you never will, that they took their riches or anything with them when they left. Now, they took, they, if their heart was lifted up, they took that with them, and they presented that heart before God. And his mind uh, hardened in pride. He was deposed from his kingly throne and they took his glory from him. Remember, there was a watcher. Nebuchadnezzar had saw a watcher. He saw a heavenly figure. He saw someone watching him and taking notes. Uh-huh. Booking. You know, keeping track of what was going on. Yes. You know, today... Uh, uh, people like to whip out their phones and video record what's happening. Well, the, the, there was someone uh, back then that was watching and recording what was happening. And he was driven from the sons of men and his heart was made like the beast and his dwelling was with the wild asses. They fed him with uh, grass like oxen and his body was wet with the dew of heaven till he knew that the most high God ruled in the kingdom of men and that he appointed over whomsoever he will. God let Nebuchadnezzar know, look, you didn't do this on your own. You didn't study. You didn't become diligent in business. You know, whether you, whether you have a PhD, whatever it is, uh, there was God. And God allowed your kingdom to prosper. And you need to recognize that. Whatever prosperity you're enjoying, you need to recognize. The Bible said, let everything that have breath uh, give praise unto God. You ought to recognize what God has done for you. Mm -hmm. And the Bible didn't say that, that Nebuchadnezzar was saved, sanctified. Didn't say nothing about him being uh, consecrated unto God for, uh, only for the purpose of ch chastening uh, the children of Israel. But other than that, you still ought to give some praise to God. You still ought to recognize God and who he is. The 22nd verse says, And thou, O son, O Belshazzar, uh, hast not humbled thine heart, though thou know all these things. You knew. You were aware of what occurred, what happened to your father, and here you are walking with your heart lifted up, High-minded, you have not learned the lesson. You ought to learn a lesson from what you see uh, goes on with other people. You ought to learn a lesson. 
Uh, you saw that, that they went down that street, they tripped and fell, don't go down that street. There's something that's causing them. You know that there's a pothole, don't go around that corner. You know there's a wild animal running loose down there, don't go down there. You were told no, and you went anyway. You already had knowledge. Belshazzar had knowledge of this, and he did not eat any humble pie. Mm-hmm. Nope. He didn't, he didn't have, he should have cut a big slice of humble pie. Doesn't matter what you know, how well you know it, without humility, you're going to wind up in trouble. One of man, one of the main ingredients of humble pie uh, can be found. So if you want to make some humble pie, in which I, I encourage you to do, uh, it's found in Hosea 10 and 12. It says, sow to yourself in righteousness and reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. It's one of the main ingredients of a humble pie. It is to do what's right. Uh, the thing that you that you know is wrong, break it up. Don't 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 put it in the top of the closet and save it for a rainy day. No, get rid of it. Burn it up. Crucify it. Destroy it. Don't save it. Get rid of it. We need to. All of us can pull our chairs up to the table. And if you like me, you know, I like to stand at the counter, uh, you know, LG of uh, Pop, uh, why are you standing at the counter? <laughs> you know, we usually sit at the table and eat, but sometimes I like to stand at the counter and, and snack on something. And, and so maybe you don't want to pull up, but you ought to, whether you're sitting down at the table or driving down the street, you know, maybe you're on your lunch break or having snack time, or standing at the counter, you ought to eat a slice of humble pie. We can all eat humble pie. And then we ought to wash it down with the sincere milk of the word. 1 Peter 2, 1, uh, second chapter, beginning at the first verse, says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all uh, guile and hypocrisy and envies and all evil speaking, as newborn babes. Uh huh. Now, the Bible tells us, except you come as a child. And so we all need to have a child characteristic, willing to learn, willing to listen, willing to be taught. And so, except as newborn babes, desiring the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. If so be ye have tasted of the Lord, that he is gracious. Yes, he is. He is gracious. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street. Look forward to seeing you here. Until then, rest in the Lord and certainly pray for one another. Pray for those that are out working, our first responders as well. Let's hold each other up in prayer and love someone as God has loved us enough and continue, I solicit your prayers as God adds to the church daily, such as should be saved. You know, uh, certainly our desire is for the saving of souls and nothing more. Souls need to be saved. Your soul, my soul, 
and uh, you know, and we need to just let everybody know a slice of humble pie is not going to hurt you. It's going to do the body good. Uh, with that being said, uh, let's again be blessed, be safe out there, and I'll be back on Sunday morning. God bless you as we go into the Word of God uh, and continue our study in the, in the book of Revelation. Uh, what will come next? God bless you.